Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chell Stars. We are back. That's right. We are back after about almost a month break. Chell Stars is back on the airwaves. I know we had a few of our Chell Stars faithful wondering where we were at, craving that good hockey content that we deliver. We're sorry. You know, we're sorry we can't get that um, out for you as soon as we could. Life gets busy sometimes. Um, it's no one's fault, although I blame Max, but it's <laughs> no one's fault. Um, but we're back, and uh, we got a good show for you today. So get ready. Um, we got lots of news to talk about, lots of updates to talk about. Uh, maybe a little or a lot of trivia to trivialize about. Um, we are missing Mikey (laughs) we are missing Mikey uh, because it is impossible to get all five of us available at once so um, one thing I was going to say is don't entirely blame Max because we had an episode last week scheduled and all of us forgot (laughs) yeah no well I basically slept right through it (laughs) so it is Max's fault oh okay yeah yeah we're we're we're, okay no no one woke me up we're blaming Max that checks out yeah 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 come on Max be better anyways um (laughs) but uh buckle up we're we're ready to go um open your ears and get ready to consume some Michelle stars because uh, we've been waiting and we've been cooking. Um, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to send her off to Aaron and we're going to get right into it. Damn, that was quite the intro. Yeah. I, it's kind of funny to think about how difficult it is for us to schedule it. I think we are probably the five people with the most bizarre, different, uncoordinated schedules. <laughs> so. <laughs> we apologize. Um, it has been a long time. So instead of doing a news recap like we normally do, we're going to have to just kind of go through the teams. And any team that there's kind of anything remotely interesting to discuss, we're going to try to discuss it. And we'll just go through it like that. So we're going to start from the top, alphabetically, not top of the division, because we're starting with Arizona. Um, oh. Anaheim, sorry, there wasn't anything exciting enough for us to talk about for you. Um <laughs> Arizona, um, they've been doing better lately. They have have five wins in a row against all the past cup winners. Um, they're fourth in their division, currently in a wild card position, I believe. Max, you might be able to correct me. Yep. They're um, in the top wild card position. Yeah. They're in the top wild card position. So I know personally I did not see this coming from Arizona. You guys, your thoughts, what their season's been looking like so far? Yeah, um, personally, I did see this coming. I think I had them as my surprise uh, uh, central uh, team at the start of the predictions. So, um, yeah, I think I think they were going to be a little surprised. I'm not too surprised where they're at. Number four is a good spot for them. Clayton Keller is a good player. And uh, that's really all I have about it because I just cannot uh, um, – subject myself to watching an Arizona game actually so I really don't have too much in-depth uh details about it maybe Kyle does Kyle yeah no I'm stoked for them too um they just tweeted today I think it was today um new arena question mark 
So I thought I'd bring to the podcast the breaking news that the Arizona Coyotes have signed a deal with the local high school to play <laughs> more hockey out of there. <laughs> they are no longer able to afford ice because they because four thousand dollars in ticket sales doesn't really do that. So um, any team that they're playing will need to play floor hockey against them. <laughs> bring your own tennis ball. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I was hoping they would tweet out new city question mark and just <laughs> yeah. announce the relocation or something. <sighs> Over Bettman's dead body. Oh, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I, I'm I'm actually super impressed with what they did over the off season, getting Dursey and Dumba, and I think that. I don't see them making waves, but if they can make playoffs. That's a huge step for the for that young core to to be able to compete in, in the future. And I mean, their goalie situation too. They're trying to split the net between Ingram and 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 Vimelka, and Ingram has taken over the net. He's playing mm-hmm. out of his mind the last ten games. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. awesome. They're the definitely moving in the right direction. That's for sure. Hell yeah. Um, Let's move along to another team that kind of surprised some of us, I'd say. Uh, this is the Boston Bruins. Surprised us because I don't think any of us thought they were going to be able to come back like they have this year. Um, they're tied for first in the league. Um, they're first in the Atlantic right now. Our preseason predictions had them coming out sixth in the Atlantic. So, <laughs> so far, we're very wrong. Corey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had them seventh. So, uh, why don't we start with you? I'll, uh, with, I'll with, withhold my speech for this one. Um, actually, yeah, they always surprise me. I think, I think with with the Bruins, it shows how um, they don't rely on. If, although players like that they've had over the years, Chara, Bergeron. Those other guys are so impactful. They don't rely on specific players, and their strength really comes from their team and the systems. And I think that's a showing to that because uh, they've been a good team for the last decade. So, yeah, I I totally agree with that, Corey. Because there's no other team in the league that comes to mind that could play with Pavel Zaka, Carly Coyle <laughs> as your top two centers and win a division. Like mm. it's, it's impressive. Mm. Not that they're bad players. Zaka's playing great two-way game, and he's really earned that spot as the top as the top um, top line center for them. And Charlie Coyle has put in a ton of work every off season and is starting to 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 play as a second line center. But is it sustainable? We'll find out. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving along here. Uh, We're going to go to Calgary next here. Um, So not a ton of news out of Calgary. Uh, We had Markstrom breaking his finger. I think that was earlier this week. So that's a big blow for them. Um, Huberdeau is one talking point we can touch on here. He's not having a bounce back season, clearly. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching him very much. I haven't personally, so I'm not sure what exactly is going wrong with him. Kyle, have you been seeing I've, something? I've been watching Calgary a little bit because I have Markstrom in both my fantasy leagues. So anytime <laughs> the Avalanche aren't playing, I'll try to tune in and watch fantasy players. And 
Markstrom's one of the ones that you, is usually make or break for me with some of the goalie categories in the leagues. Um, but yeah, Huberto just, he isn't overly fast. He's just not finding the right spots. He'll have good games, but he needs to to get a point early to have any confidence in the game. If he doesn't get a, I've noticed if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a point in the first period and a half, he starts playing a bit more conservative. Um, it's just really strange to watch from a ten million dollar player <laughs> that's now get put on the third line and is getting healthy or not healthy scratch, but benched for for a period and stuff like that yeah it's super strange um and it's weird that he just can't click with with Lindholm or Kadri so he's playing with Michael Backlund it's it's very strange and obviously we'll get into the Canucks but um I'm hoping for Calgary's sake that getting Zadorov out of the locker room is going to create a closer knit team um having to rally around young goalies such as Vladar and Dustin Wolf. I'm sure this is a great opportunity for Wolf to start getting some starts and maybe maybe challenge for the starting role role on that team because he's an incredible goalie. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird because they're just not clicking still. And I thought it was a one year like, oh that's weird. So many new players not clicking, but it's seems to be that the team just doesn't mesh together at all. I don't yeah, it's it's so weird because so many of their big names are just invisible out there. And I think they're in trouble because they're they're like you just said the big names are invisible. You can have a team that's kind of a committee scoring, but you can't have a team that's a committee scoring when a couple of them make like 10 million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Those have to be your best players. And I think it's very clear they don't have anyone that's like no one has filled Kachuk or Gujo's shoes. It's not Kadri, it's not Huberto. And they're just not scoring. And Lindholm is good, but he's not a he's not that guy either. Um So that's the biggest thing. I, I like their coach this year. Um Huskin, I think the name is. Huskin. Yeah. Huskin, yeah. But Man, uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm not a Flames fan. Yeah, like if to have your um, hopes on Huberto and Kadri is tough right now. Yeah, at least out of that group of players that signed those long deals, I find Mackenzie Weaker is really starting to yes to come into his own and, and yeah. perform. He's he's been noticeable out there, yeah, good defensively, and he started to really put it together offensively. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, but looks like they'll be sellers at the deadline if they can't turn things around or find some consistency because there's no way they're losing Lindholm and Hannafin for free. So, yeah, some UFAs to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving right along here. We're going over to Chicago now. Um, obviously, a team that has been in the news quite a lot recently. Um not really for good reasons, mainly. Um, we can talk a little bit about Corey Perry. Um, I don't know how much you guys want to get into all the rumors. I feel like it's kind of pointless to talk about things that have no basis and are just slandering a family for no reason. So that's my stance on that. But obviously the internet finds things funny and that's just going to be the internet. So 
Um, but Corey Perry ultimately has done something bad that we'll probably never know. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on <laughs> his future in the NHL. Does he come back from this ever? Like, yeah, just yikes is all I can say about that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, uh, with it being Chicago, I just don't trust anything that they that they say. Or I feel like they should be a bit more transparent given their history. Obviously, the rumors that are flying around are completely false. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just nosy and want to know what happened. But well, that's... and I think we're nosy. Obviously, we're nosy because we're just curious, but also because, like you said, like we don't really believe that they're telling us the truth. And in a way, too. Or... They haven't really done a good job of, yeah, but they haven't really done a good job, at least early on, on kind of like squandering the false rumors. You know, like if they just come out and given at least a little bit of information, Mm. it would have stopped all this false stuff from spreading around. But I mean, they probably couldn't like all the legal processes and stuff, but sounds like they probably could have helped, helped their new player a little better than they did. Absolutely. Um, I think... What ha- what I'm guessing happened was, you know, this whatever incident happened, and Chicago was so desperate to not have their name associated with anything like that that they didn't want any in- info out because they're really trying to clean their organization's luck. But in doing so, it opened the door because obviously people are generally curious, and mm-hmm. you know, people on the internet are going to. Um, make rumors of such so that opened the door for for that but like you said Aaron it took a while to kind of shut down the the Connor Bedard um mom rumors which is really uh, unfortunate and bad for your franchise player um yeah that's not like he's play 18 year old playing hockey with all that going around it's uh not uh very good for him as a as a person at all so and it's not just a random 18 year old it's a kid that's had media shoved down his yeah. throat the last two yeah. to three years minimum <laughs> yeah it's it's it, it was just like the perfect set of circumstances i think with, sh- with with everything that was going on with it being like oh the mom's trip was a few weeks ago <laughs> oh cory perry this oh chicago this <laughs> and it's like it it wasn't very believable but, but it was funny, grabbed... and that's why. Yeah, like people just thought it was yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it got out of hand. And then it got way out of hand, and 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 Chicago didn't do anything to to help themselves in the first couple things that they released to the media. Yeah, um, just made it worse if anything because they were so vague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, again, exactly, that's probably yeah. all just HR lawyer lawyer talk. But yeah, exactly, and and even at that, like, like even if they got specific, like, oh, Corey Perry did this to an unnamed person in the organization there's still rumors like i'm reading stuff like like after they confirmed that it wasn't one of the players moms it's like oh it was it it was probably a head office person then it was probably chris chelios's daughter or phil esposito's daughter yeah i've heard that like throwing stuff out like that so so it's just a situation with chicago where where they're not able to give any information and that just lets these people run rampant with it so yeah yeah, it. I mean, at the same time, 
there's nothing else interesting going on in Chicago. They've lost, <laughs> what is it, like 11 of the last 13 games or 10 of the last 12 games of, or something. They got Bolivier, which uh, I don't know if you guys want to touch on him and and uh, what he possibly brings to the team. And if... if I don't know, because he brought nothing to the Canucks, so I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> was pretty invisible here. Uh, the... the um. This whole situation did allow Vancouver to get rid of Beauvillier, bring in a Joff pick, move that Joff pick for Zidoroff. So it Canucks did take advantage of Chicago wanting or needing a veteran winger, I guess. And they lost uh, Taylor Hall for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, that too. Taylor Hall's yeah. out for the year. Um, I will just say, not knowing the... Uh, not knowing the details this situation or the other one that I'll touch on but I do think like I don't see Perry just given his age and the uh, production that he's bringing I don't see him playing in the NHL again um, and also just to throw uh, Lucic we, we talked about Boston we didn't talk about oh, Lucic yeah. but I same thing there I don't see him and again I don't know the details of that so I'm not going to comment on that but i don't see him returning um just given his age and his production and teams don't want to uh take on that whatever you want to call it well i mean Corey perry nine points in 16 games yeah but it's not enough to like maybe if you're a Chicago did it because they were bottom barrel and they wanted someone for bedard essentially maybe if you're a playoff team and a contender but why the league men deal i don't know it's but again you're bringing that player in and it's going to be a media circus yeah month or two if you're bringing him in anywhere like around the deadline that's for the rest of the regular season you're having that media circus it's it's one thing if it's evander kane and he's gonna score a bunch of goals and people forget (laughs) like that people it was a controversial (laughs) signing at the time now everyone seems to forget but yeah. Vander Kane was but he's you know arguably maybe not his prime but he's close to it but these guys are just too old in my opinion yeah <clears throat> and then and then Lucic same same kind of situation yeah. like you're saying yeah it's it's fourth line player yeah yeah and yeah we'll see um yeah, who we got next? <laughs> We're gonna go over to Colorado specifically for you, Kyle, to just tell us everything that's going on over there. Because I think we've just—I know personally, I haven't been watching a lot of Colorado. I know you guys have a lot of injuries lately, and yeah, oh, tell us how your team's doing yeah. this season. I think um, I've seen one game. <laughs> Not a good one. A win for Colorado. Yeah. A win for Colorado. Oh, yeah. They are one and zero against the Canucks this season, unfortunately. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Colorado's doing fine. They're doing great. Standings-wise, they are. Um, when it comes to health-wise, not so great. We're pretty banged up right now. Um, last time we talked, I think we got shut out a couple times in a row. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> those were dark days. But um, we've been able to find a bit more consistency. There's still games where where it's super frustrating to watch, which I'll which I'll get to in in just a second. So super injured right now. Obviously, Frenzo's out all season, and 
Ivan Prosvitov is actually a decent backup goalie so far. Um, he's not going to steal you a game, but he can keep you in a game, which is which is basically all we need from him, a backup goalie. Um, speaking of goalies, I mean, Georgiev playing pretty well this season. He is very good in 80% of his starts and... Well, yeah, eighty percent, seventy-five, eighty percent, and then very bad in other starts. <laughs> There's no like okay games from him. I find like he's letting in either super weak goals or he's he's stealing games. So it's a pretty weird, yeah, pretty frustrating kind of situation from him. But um, at the same time, yeah, he's doing pretty all right. Um. Lekkonen's injured. Gerard is in the player assistance program due to just some anxiety stuff that kind of spiraled out of control for him. Makar's out. Cogliano's out. Nachushkin's out. McKinnon blocked a shot in the third period of last game um, and was hobbling around the rest of the oh. game. Oh. And <laughs> Bowen Byram also left the game. Um after taking a pretty hard hit from Max Jones, so hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it's not concussion related, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's just typical Colorado stuff where, where, where they'll play really good for two periods and then let it up in one period and they'll end up way closer games than they need to be most of the time, but other than that, um, yeah, everyone's kind of playing up to expectations. The lines got shook up a little bit as well, so we have Rantanen playing with Ross Colton on the second line, and one of our first overall pick or first round picks, Oscar Olsson, has got is called up. So I'm kind of excited to see what he's got. Jonathan Drewen is kind of hot and cold, but. He's 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 having really good games when he plays with McKinnon. Miles Wood is way better than I expected. He's big, fast, hits big, really impressive there. One player, complete sleeper of a pickup was Frederick Olofsson, who's our fourth line center. He is so good on the forecheck and so good on the penalty kill. Not super gifted offensively, but he's if he has a successful forecheck, then. Uh, then he's able to create a chance or two during the game. Um, other than that, yeah, we're just falling apart. I'm sure they're going to keep getting injured the rest of the season and typical Avalanche fashion. So that's all I got. Nice. Yeah, I know I was uh, watch- watching, sorry, watching the Canucks Avalanche game a few weeks ago. It was uh, I felt like it was going to be a good test for the Vancouver, which they lost. I didn't think they got dominated, but they lost. Uh they got beat in most aspects, I thought. So I thought that was a good test. And then McCarr and McKinnon are still very, very strong and definitely lead that team for sure. Ooh, that's actually one thing I want to talk about is is the Quinn-McCarr debate. <laughs> McCarr took a step ahead there. Like, 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 Quinn is having such a good season, but McCarr is still a step ahead. And then well, he got injured. In <laughs> Quinn is definitely less injury prone so far. I think uh well Makar is still the Norris Con Smythe 
winner. Like, I don't yeah. think that's a real debate yet. I, we need to see more consistency from Hughes. Um, I think my car is still the the best there. But I think for Canucks fans, the, I'm jumping ahead here to just just a little bit, just a little bit, just one touch on it. But I, I think for Canucks fans, like the gap has become so much smaller. The fact that we're debating Hughes and Makar is shows how how much improvement Quinn has made. And um, also, I look at Makar Hughes, and then it's a bit of a gap to the next defenseman. Like I, uh, I feel like they're the only two that are doing the things that they're doing right now. What are you gonna say? You think Hughes is miles above? Adam Fox. Mm, I don't watch a lot of Adam Fox, but I think he's, um, I think his skating and his puck moving. Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, mile maybe not miles above, but I don't think Fox is, uh, that dominant. I don't know. Maybe got to watch more Rangers games, but because I don't I'd think put, he is. I'd put Fox and Hughes in the same category right now. I probably would too. Yeah, which is a huge compliment to Hughes, because Fox is also a Norris winner. Yeah, yeah, and like just one of the smartest defensemen out there too. Like Fox isn't the quickest skater; he's not the biggest guy, but he just knows where to be and how to put put the puck in an area and stuff like that. So yeah, it. I've just been seeing a lot of uh, Hughes McCarr debate the past few weeks, um, and I. It just bothers me that people are discounting Makar that much. He is still the consummate winner. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yes, but yes, the gap is as close as it's ever been. Um, even closer than in their rookie season, I think. I think Hughes is really turned a corner. He's improved a lot in, in aspects of his game, which is the biggest deal for me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we get into too much Connect talk here, let's just keep (laughs) moving on to our list. Um, Detroit. Only one super notable thing to talk about here, and that is, of course, they got Patrick Kane recently. Um, It's a little bit of a question mark still, obviously, about how successful his surgery is going to end up being. He seems super confident. The team seems super confident, but the history with this surgery has been a little bit questionable, I think. The stats that mean like four players that have gotten it and none of them have really lasted that season they came back. So it's a bit of a bit of a red flag, but he thinks he's ready to go. So yeah, how do you guys think he's gonna fit into Detroit? Max, maybe what do you think his role is gonna be like? Uh power play one mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh minimal five on five usage probably. Um He's reunited with the Brinkett, so I'd be interested to see what that'll be like, if that gives him a little, you know, boost in his, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just makes him a little bit more happy to be there and everything. <laughs> I mean, I know when they traded to Brinkett, he wasn't too happy, and that's when he kind of had such a down year, I feel. And so it'll be, I think it'll be really exciting. I think they're already a pretty... Uh, you know, up and coming team and kind of surprised a few people this year. And I'd be su- surprised to see what he can do with them. And mm-hmm. yeah, they got him for cheap. I think it was only a one year deal, too. So it's kind of risk free in a way. Yeah. I mean, 
I get it's just like we kind of said there if he can stay healthy is that question mark and I mean yes he's uh, there was an interview from him a few days ago I think it was where he talked about like last season how he like couldn't even move laterally at all and now he's being able to actually like skate like he normally can and in his mind he's gonna be back to how good he was like two seasons ago so that's a good sign but I think a lot of people are saying that that's what we heard from Backstrom too and now he's gone very quickly so we shall see I suppose yeah I'd say I'd say a very low risk high reward move and if he can even return to 80% of what he was even yeah yes yeah 70 to 80% of what he was um, five years ago then they have a very very good team the rest of the season awesome all right going back into Canada here we're gonna talk about Edmonton briefly um, so <laughs> it's been a very roller coaster season for them so far um, a couple notables obviously we have Jack Campbell getting demoted um, we have their coach being fired. Um, we have the fact that right now they're still ranked 30th in the league. Um, even though they are doing a little bit better now, it's they've dug themselves into quite the hole. And probably the best stat we have is the fact that we unanimously rated them to come first in the Pacific <laughs> Division at the yeah. beginning of the season. and We jinxed them. We very much jinxed them because... Now they're four <laughs> points out of last place in the entire Western Conference. So, yikes. Um, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out to the floor. What is happening in Edmonton, and do they have time to save him? Uh, they, are they making the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, as we talk, they're one four in a row, and it looks to be they'll be winning five in a row after tonight. They've dug a big hole, and that's the problem. They lost so many games at the start of the year. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day, if Canucks, who are seem to be playing only 500 hockey right now, if they play 500, how long it would take, or or what, how many games Edmonton would have to win, say at an 800 <laughs> mark, to even get up there, and it's a bit. So, yeah, no, they're in a hole. I think, I think wild cards doable. They still got a lot of games left, but they can't be losing easy games. Yeah, they can't afford any more losing streaks. Three-game losing streak, and that puts them almost out of the playoffs at this point. Mm. Um, and I also want to laugh and point out the fact that like, um, we unanimously decided Edmonton first, and... I don't think anyone would have predicted the first coach fired would have been no. Woodcroft. Uh, mm. None of us put that, obviously. <laughs> oh, I have such a beef with this. Okay, <laughs> okay. Right, let's hear it. <laughs> anytime a coach get or basically anytime a coach gets fired is because the goalie's not performing, <laughs> or the goalie has bad luck. Like, if your goalie's doing bad, you just fire the coach and not supposed to change it? No! Woodcroft was a good coach, in my opinion. Like, whoever gets him after this is going to be very lucky because they have somebody who has a bit more NHL experience. And, I mean, obviously, anybody can coach McDavid, Dreisaitl, 
but there's going to be little blips in the performance, and it sucks when that little blip happens at the same time, and the goalie's also shit in the bed too. So that's yeah. just my beef with, with with firing coaches. Is usually it's and anytime a coach wins the Jack Adams, look at their goalies and see <laughs> that their goalies are the most like like the best performing in, in the league. The coach isn't in the net. Just give the goalie the Vesna and pick somebody who actually made a difference. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think I don't think Woodcroft was the problem either. Um and it was I just agree the like, message. He was yeah, I, I didn't want them to fire Woodcroft because I quite like him and I, I thought they could have got out of got out of it with him. However, kinda like that old saying, like you can't fire the team. The biggest thing you can change is the coach. That'll have the most influence on the team. So you change the coach and or that it, or, or in Edmonton's case, fire the GM because he hasn't drafted a single player <laughs> that yeah, has made yeah. made I mean a difference for them. Yeah, I mean that's not gonna make a change right away, but that I don't disagree. Like I don't think, well, Holland hasn't done a good job acquiring, putting together a competitive team around McDavid. It's actually a travesty. I think we've talked about it before, so I won't rant, but. <laughs> Uh, at least in the short term, the biggest influence you can do is change the coaching. And hey, they're on a winning streak at the moment. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. McDavid's junior coach. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I just want to keep him happy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to touch on the Minnesota Wild, um, another coach that has been fired this season. Mm. Uh, yeah, they were off to a rough start this year. Fired their coach. They're now 4-0 under their new coach. So whether that's just because that tends to happen when you get a new coach or things are actually changing, who knows. But they've been doing slightly better. Um, yeah, what are our thoughts on Minnesota? Oh, I got this one. I think that <laughs> their right. boys had a really bad start. And Agreed. their coach got fired because of it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That, that is actually all. really proved your point very well, this next example, because, yeah, you're right. Their goalies have been horrible. Yeah, but it, I'm glad that they're doing better now because I have Joel Erickson acting in one of my fantasy leagues, and he's finally getting points again. <laughs> so that's great. I haven't watched them at all, though. I'm sure Kaprasov is playing better. I didn't I didn't mind Evan, Evans, Evan, Evison. He was, he was a good coach. I think that he'll have another job sometime. He's like Craig Berube esque, where he just like will stare through <laughs> your soul and intimidate you to play hockey for him. So, yeah, <laughs> that's all awesome. I got. Yeah, sweet. Well, uh, let's go over to Toronto now. Then, um, damn, another kind of interesting one. Did I skip a team you wanted to talk about, Kyle? No, I just, I just. There's a lot of teams between the two, so I just it just yeah. impressed yeah, me that no one else is to make the order. list. You know, it's this the bar yeah. is very high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot anyway, of these teams yeah. we went through pre-recording this, obviously, and I was yeah. like, eh, like <laughs> either they're doing good and I have nothing to say, or they're doing bad and there's no big headlines, <laughs> or they're mediocre. <laughs> 
and <laughs> Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we. How about Pittsburgh's power play? Do you want to talk about Pittsburgh's power play? We can talk about Pittsburgh's power play. How bad it is? Oh, for thirty-four, I think it was after tonight. Well, in the last, like in the last thirty-four, but (laughs) you know, still haven't scored in thirty-four power plays when you have Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Eric Carlson, and Chris (laughs) Letang on the ice together. Yeah, wasn't that supposed to be the thing, bringing Eric Carlson in? It was like, wow, power <laughs> play power with play. Crosby and Malkin. Yes. Well, yeah, maybe Mike, you know, Mike Sullivan could be the next one. To go. <laughs> it's this I one that coaches fall, Kyle. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? This one you could argue is the coach's fault. I love Mike Sullivan, and I would love him to coach any team I'm a fan of, but... When you can't get those five working together on the power play. Who's the power um, play coach? <laughs> it's a great question. I don't know, but I think he, he should be fired too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the results speak for themselves. Um, yeah, it blows my mind that they're, they're in that position. <laughs> I had such high hopes for them this season. Where'd you have oh, them ranked? Where'd I have them ranked? It was probably higher than I should have. You had them, them in a wild card so playoff fourth, spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had the same. Um, same. Did did the Tristan did Jari not. goal give you flashbacks to last season? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys cry? It was much more enjoyable this time. Yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> enough. Sounds about right. I love right. the goalie goal. Any other teams we're really itching to talk about, or can we go to Toronto, our favorite team to discuss? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so Toronto is an interesting one. Um, we can talk about the Klingberg injury briefly here. He's obviously out for the season now. Um, he wasn't really doing that good to begin with, so I don't know how healthy he was even to start the year. So that's not too too impactful in the long run I think for them um team wise though they're look like they're doing good they're fourth in the Atlantic um but that's such a tight division Max and I were looking at it earlier and they're only five points out of seventh place um and they have less regulation wins still than San Jose so (laughs) they're just barely squeaking through these games um it's a lot of shootout and overtime wins yeah God. So, Too bad that when you look at stats matter. like that, that that's a little worrying. Um, and then our preseason ranking, just to note that we had them first in their division unanimously. Uh, so <laughs> could be another Chell Stars digs here. <laughs> Should have known if all of us just did it. Yeah. What do you guys think about Toronto's season so far? I think for Toronto, I thought their GM did a great job in the off season, and all the players they've signed are just not making much of an impact. Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, John Klingberg, Ryan Reeves. Um, they just haven't made a big impact. And yes, they're underperforming. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Their goaltending is... I, I really think it's just been kind of average for them. What, yeah. What do you, yeah, what do you think? I mean, everything except for 
Nylander and even Matthews to a certain degree, yeah, it's been very average for them. I don't know. I. It's so weird. They had such a good season last season. Add a couple bodies that should help them in the grit mm -hmm. department, and it just doesn't translate right away. <sighs> yep. But they're. <laughs> That's what every they're... Toronto Sat fan has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a deep sigh. <sighs> yeah. They're maintaining for now, and they can still heat up. Um, mm -hmm. But they're definitely underperforming. And yeah. they're they're making it a little stressful on themselves. It sucks because like adding forward death was a good move, but their goaltending yeah. is still shaky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Walls, I mean, they could have. Walls won the the starting job, but Samsonov lost the starting job too. So. I just can wait for wait for Jack Campbell to be sent on waivers again. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be perfect. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we're gonna go over one. Yeah, let, let's not there. let's not spend too much time talking about Toronto because I think we already get enough of that. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point. Let's just move on. We shouldn't have yeah. even included let's them. Go, let's move on to Vancouver. We don't. We're gonna skip Vancouver for now because Ooh, we're gonna okay. spend too much time on Vancouver. So we're gonna get to Washington first before we just forget about them. Um, <laughs> so Washington. I mean, we didn't really predict they were gonna do that great, but they are doing pretty meh so far. Um, they're fifth in the Atlantic right now, but they're still real close to that mm -hmm. wild card spot, so they have a metro. chance. Or sorry, Metro. I have <laughs> fifth in the Metro. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Cancelled. <laughs> I apologize, Washington fans. Uh they just don't have a lot of goal scorers right now is kind of their big thing. Uh their leading point scorer is fourteen. Is their highest total. Um, the big one we're going to talk about, though, is Ovechkin. 22 games in, he only has five goals. It's been a very slow start for him, goal-wise and just performance-wise. Um, he definitely is starting to look his age. I haven't been able to watch a ton of games, though, so I'm wondering if you guys haven't seen Ovechkin lately or I... how we think this goal race is going for him. I, I have watched a couple Washington games. Um, yeah, they're just a super boring team, honestly. They <laughs> they don't have a lot of skill, which the fact that they went on a little bit of a run is... Because they had a good like eight, eight to ten game stretch near the start of the season, not, not directly at it because I think they started a bit slow and then they had like a good little stretch where they were kind of putting it all together and then... The last couple of times I watched them, just not overly entertaining. Um, Ovechkin is, it, it's weird him being nearly invisible out there. The only time that I notice him is when there's an empty net and he's trying to score in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but even when it comes to like the power play and stuff, like he just kind of stands there and Washington doesn't have enough skill or deception right now to be able to set him up for all these one tees like anything that goes over there isn't a huge threat because they don't have um they don't have backstrom on the sidewall just whipping it everywhere like kuznetsov's just not not cutting it like yeah 
Yeah, just a huge fall off for them. I just want to see Ovi score goals. I yeah. want to see him score goals. So, it's a little sad. Yeah. But five goals in what, 20-something games you're saying, sorry? Yeah, 22. 22 games? Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, he's also the kind of guy that can catch fire and everything will go in for a little bit. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. But I tuned into Washington games to see Ovechkin score. Like, I'm not watching it for any other reason. <laughs> Maybe to watch Tom Wilson get in a fight because I need his penalty minutes in one of my fantasy leagues. But um, <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, they're... they're... It's a team, I guess. <laughs> it's a team. That's good. <laughs> uh, one thing to note is through 22 games, he does have 81 shots. Um, which equates to a 6% shooting percentage. Um, oh, wow. Which his career average is 12. So mm. if you want to think, you would you think he might get a little hot. Or 11? Yeah. That's going to be a lot of goals coming. That's, a few, that's definitely a few mm. more. So last year he was 14%. He's been bang on like his whole career tw- around 12 to 15. Like He's not been below 10 except for one year. Okay. So, one thing to keep an eye out for, as yeah. someone who has them in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. One reason to keep them. Yeah, I'm keeping them. <laughs> yeah, I'm forced to keep him in the league I have him. He's on the can't cut list. And he's my what? worst player on the That's team right now. Ovechkin's on the can't cut list? It's rough. He's my worst player. But how many can't cut people are there? Is it like Johnny Goudreau's on the can't cut list? No, it's it's really not that many. But he must have just cracked it because wow. yikes! We should get rid of the can't cut list. Talking about our pool. Yeah. Yeah, we should get rid of the can't cut list. Yeah, is we'll there a can't cut list in our pool? Is there one? <laughs> I don't think there is one for our league. Uh, well. Aaron's saying there is this for our pool, Aaron? No, it's for. Oh, oh, okay. I I don't think we have one. No, I can drop dry sidle. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I, can you try? I'll just try. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Guys, I think Mikey should try dropping McDavid. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the team we've all been waiting to talk about now. Back to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, they have been about 500 since our last episode, so they started off real good, but they've been kind of inconsistent lately. Um, I'm not going to go through all the news things that we have to talk about right away, because I just want to kind of hear your guys' general thoughts on the Canucks first, so let's start with Max. Um, I do want to especially point out last episode, that was ages ago, um, (laughs) That was recorded right before Vancouver played San Jose. Um, <laughs> and that was the November November 2nd one, not the latest one. Um, and I remember Kyle bringing up the point of like, oh, do you want to talk about them facing San Jose? And I was like, no, because we're going to jinx them. <laughs> um, I don't know if we did that episode, but either way, they ended up winning 10-1. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, but since then, they've been incredibly mediocre i think their last 10 games they've gone win loss win loss win loss win loss 
So mm-hmm. if you're a betting person, they're going to win next game. Put your money on it. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. The Chelsea Stars guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Which means they're probably going to lose, actually, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Just this team is just too many mistakes. Mm. Defensive mistakes, you know, missed coverages, mm. bad giveaways. It- Hey, Max, that's okay, because you guys just acquired defensive defenseman all-star Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. Yeah, just add to that length. That's it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when you list all those bad defensive things, who's the name that immediately comes to mind? Obviously. Max's favorite player on the team. Uh, Good old the Chaos Giraffe. And he loves to live up, live up to that name. Oh my god! Uh, I swear, every game, he has the stupidest giveaway I've ever seen. Uh, it's consistent. That or... Every time I watch, he's doing something. He's falling over someone. <laughs> uh... Dude, he falls more than anyone. <laughs> and the amount of stupid penalties, bad timing penalties. When he high-sticked, what game was that? Where he high-sticked oh. somebody and also Miller at the same time? Double high-stick. <laughs> Might have been against Seattle. <laughs> just... He high-sticked, yeah, two people in one go. <laughs> one of which being his own teammate. <laughs> it's like... And Nobody I'm, else I'm, could achieve that. Yeah. I, I remember watching it live, like, oh, sick. Like, Miller just got high sticked. There's a panning on him holding his cheek, and then they pan on Myers in the box, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, and they show the replay, and I'm like, oh my god, this is freaking nut. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, okay, I'd like to hear Corey's opinion. I'm sure he has a lot on this. Well, first of all, I don't appreciate the slander on the 2009-2010 Calder Trophy winner, <laughs> okay. Tyler Myers, who is also a world championship uh, international ice hockey Team Canada gold uh, medal winner for our country, okay? At the Spangler Cup, that doesn't count. This was not, this was the world championships. Oh, juniors? No, this was the world championships last year. What do you mean? He played for Canada. Oh, oh, the one that's in the oh, the one that's at the end of the season. Yeah, when he came to <laughs> the, the playoffs. The, the disrespect is real for this player. Anyways, um, Canucks. Yeah. Uh, look, we knew they were gonna slump. We knew, we knew they were having such a hot start. Coming yeah. right. We're we're all prepared, right? We knew we knew this was coming. Um, but. They've got to get through it. I think that's the key. They got to get through it. Um, PD has to become, you know, if you look at his whole career, it's very inconsistent. Good year, bad year. Good year, bad year. Uh, he needs to show that he's consistently, basically, a ninety-plus point player, like a top-line center, a guy that, if Canucks. Uh, Are if Canucks are going to be a championship team, PD needs to be a championship center. So, um, and and more to your point, Corey, mm. it's not scoring five goals against the bottom conference team. Yeah. It's 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 scoring a point a game or a point or two every yes. single game and being a factor. Yes, and and that's a great point because what I noticed is PD gets a he gets a lot of five point games. So like when the team's playing well, when the power play is clicking, he's there. 
which is fair. Good players do that. But also, like, when it's, like, a two-to-one game, when it's, uh, you know, we're trying to beat the Devils and it's a one-goal game, it's like, we need a game. I, I guess what I want from because right now it's Miller, and it really shouldn't be. Like, Miller is um, playing. He's doing what we wanted, and Resume. Well, let's resume. So, oh. however, right, I'll just go you. As I was saying, we just need PD to be that game breaker that he is, or that he can be, and I just need that consistently because that's what good teams do. They have an elite player that steps up and just wins games, and also is consistently getting points to game, like Kyle mentioned. Another thing that uh, Canucks need to work out is this Kuzmenko situation. Uh, he's not playing the way Talkit wants, and it's hurting uh, the team. Is hurting him. He's getting scratched right now. You know, it's one thing when you're scoring. Uh, so after Talkit came in, I think he scored 20 goals uh, in the later half of the year. So it's one thing when you're scoring. Um, I guess it's a bit harder to be scratched when you're producing, but when you're not. Um, obviously easier to pull yourself out of the lineup and right now it's been difficult with him um and then you're looking at pd's line mates it was kuzmenko it's mikhaev who uh has been okay um but we have lafferty now who's been great don't get me wrong but playing top line with pd so another thing for Pedersen to do is to make his wingers better that's what a good center does that's what your franchise center does so that all is also something we need from him um, Lafferty's been good, and uh, yeah. just just to um, dig on Toronto a little bit, they kept Ryan Reeves <laughs> instead of Lafferty for you know, and then they complain that Reeves isn't fighting the players he should be. Well, he's not even on the ice because he sucks. So, <laughs> so uh, like, I'd rather have a guy like Lafferty playoffs. Oh, um, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Zadorov. I don't know. I'm hoping for hoping for good things. He's a big guy that hits big. And I think he's definitely a step up from Myers. Canucks just need. Okay, I'll say just a couple of things here in terms of Vancouver. Um, our goal this year is make the playoffs and win a round. Would be kind of like your um, your top goal. You know, anything more than that is is a little bit is great. Um, but the goal is to make the playoffs. And at least have a competitive round, I would say. Um, the one question I have for Vancouver is still, like, I'm just a little uh, um, wondering about their the grit or the big, uh, how big their team is, I guess. You look at these Western Conference teams, Vegas, gritty, hard to play against. Dallas, big, heavy. Um, Colorado, um, I, I would say they're more skilled than they are tough, but certainly they are... Uh, you look at their defensemen; they're big, tough, um, and and Lekkonen can take a beating. And Lekkonen <laughs> can take a beating. Um, injured right now? Did... Maybe not. <laughs> well, uh, okay, that's different when somebody cross-checks you from behind. You go head first into the boards, though. That's not right. a beating. That's a that's a bad word. Anyways, <laughs> so it's just I, I'm just um, uh, what's the word? Um, Wondering how Canucks match up against those. Oh, LA. LA is also so grindy, so tough. Um, 
you know, that's the one question I have for Vancouver because Hughes is, uh, he's such a great defenseman and definitely our most valuable player, but he's not a big hitter, you know, and you need, if your number one D isn't a big physical D, then you have to get that physicality places in your lineup. And I wouldn't say, and Heronic has been great uh, puck mover and power play guy, but again, he's not really a big physical defender as well. Um, so then we have, okay, we have Myers, but even he doesn't play that physical and he's costing us, he's killing us on turnovers. Um, so, I mean, hey, they went out, they got Zadorov. Um, he's not a big game changer, but he is, he has bounced around a few times, but, you know, they, it didn't cost a ton and he hits. He hits. So that's one thing uh, in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, some things to work on. They are getting a stellar play. Well, they, they've had good Demko play, as we know that he can do. So we've had de- good Demko play so far. Miller's been a beast. Um, Quinn Hughes is still... Quinn Hughes has been a beast. So I think, like, years past, I've kind of talked about... Kyle, Kyle says, oh, you're crazy for putting Canucks so high. I'm like, well, everything, if if everything happens the best that it can, this is like the ceiling for Vancouver. Um, the start of the year was kind of that. Everything was like happening. Like Hughes is great. Besser is like scoring again. Um, he was playing well. Demko is playing. So um, I don't know. They have pieces. Let's work out the kinks. And let's stay in the playoffs. Besser is still leading the league in goals. He's leading the league in goals. He's he's doing it a different way. He's replaced Horvat's goal scoring on the power play. They love to do that like short little pass in front and hit it from in front. Um, He's he's been in front of the net a lot. Yeah, he's mucking around. He's getting a lot of garbage goals. He's scoring a few Besser goals too, but he's scoring in different ways, which is... Good to see. Yeah, nice to see some production from him. He was becoming a forgotten man a little bit. And 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 uh, sorry. And uh, Hoaglander, um, Hoaglander has been a, a good surprise too. So yeah, more positives than negatives this year, and it's fun. I think just for Canucks fans, it's fun, and I think everybody really. I'm. I like the systems, and I like the accountability from Talkit. Like he'll bench Miller. Uh, he'll scratch Kuzmenko if he doesn't like what he sees. Um, I, I think he's been the number one influence on Miller having um, a turnaround from last year. I think I think he really gets the best out of JT Miller, which we need these first, I would say the first four years of this deal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Aaron, do you have an opinion on the Canucks like these two? Not really anything much different, to be honest. Yeah, like, I basically disagree with everything Corey said there. Like, they have a lot of positives. It's just been a little too inconsistent still. But I'm still on the side of I think they're going to be able to figure it out and do well. And I think they have the, not easily, but a very good chance of doing well in at least one round of the playoffs. And it's kind of a vibe in Vancouver that we haven't had in a long time. So... It's been a nice change. Definitely a little more exciting to watch games and go to games now. 
Yeah. I've yeah. got to say as well, just from the outside perspective, is they've set themselves up very nicely for this season. They had a hot start. They took advantage of all, all the puck luck that they were getting and the good goaltending. And now if they can just string together, <laughs> playing 500 or 600 the rest of the season, the chances of them making the playoffs are very, very good. And if they can do any better than that, then that's just gravy on top for them. So they'd have to blow up to miss the playoffs. And I think with the team and the coach and the culture right now, they're in a good position. Um, because I don't see that happening um, for them. But they've got to win, the, like that New Jersey game. They they have to win that game. Um, or at least get a point. Sorry, yeah, not win, but at, at least get a point. <laughs> at least get a point. So, yeah, yeah. You know. Good point. Get it. Or a lack of. <laughs> yeah. no, no point. No point. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a start from the Canucks that we have not seen in a long time. So we shall see. There's a lot of season left to go here. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our team talk. Lots of news, aren't, obviously, aren't since you our get last episode. Are going to get the news episode. with and stuff? We barely touched on Zadorov. Okay, excited? go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, what else do you want to talk about? What, how do you guys feel about Zadorov? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I think we talked about, about he's Corey talked about him. Yeah, big, he can hit. Don't he's... hear you. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's big. Um, <laughs> he's got legs. Like Corey said, he he's got hit. he's got legs. Uh, I mean, I want to find a stat, or at least somehow, someone's got to mention it in, during the broadcast. But Myers and Zadorov has to be like the tallest pairing in history. <laughs> right like Pretty close probably yeah like six eight know. and six five <laughs> i think is he six five or is he six six Adora? six six yeah that's uh, kind of varied throughout his career so <laughs> okay <laughs> give him the extra uh, inch, i guess benefit of uh okay well anyways yeah i mean i've not really he's only played two three games now maybe two uh he's had a few big hits and yeah, I mean, he had a really crazy moment against New Jersey when he tried to fire it up the middle of the ice from below his own net and right into the New Jersey guy, which was a bit of a scary no way. Yeah, give yeah. it away. And that yeah, was when we were down like a goal, so... Oof. Yeah, yeah, get used to that. That's uh, <laughs> less, <laughs> less that than those. Is um, he will, yeah, yeah, he will make some amazing plays, but he also makes some boneheaded plays. And often, the amazing plays look like the boneheaded plays. It just depends if someone's standing standing in the way or not. <laughs> so, okay. have fun with that. The only... So I... What are you saying? Uh, I was going to say, so I don't know, just based off of that, how I feel about him being with Myers. Because that is I would... probably <sighs> a very similar player. <laughs> oh, they are very similar players. And I almost want it to go, like, very well. Like, they're both chaotic so they know where each other are at and they're looking so out for each other like that would be so amazing if if they're on like the same if they're on the same channel of chaos maybe they're just like maybe this is like the pairing from heaven because everyone else has played with with myers has just gotten in his way or tripped or been the one tripping or getting tripped on or something so i'm hoping i'm hoping that this is just yeah, 
but I don't think it's I think it's exactly what they needed they took advantage of Chicago we talked about that already and used one of the pit, the pick that we got for Bavillier for, with a third rounder to get them so yeah. unless they sign him for a stupid contract I think it's a pretty good deal and shows well for management to kind of you know assess the situation and act on it yeah that's really cool. all I, I just want to say. talk about because <laughs> yeah. I think he's chaotic as well and I think it's <laughs> going to be hilarious on your third pairing alright are we happy now with the conclusion of that Yes, thank you. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Okay, we're going to head over to Max now for some general NHL news. (laughs) Some general news. Yeah, I mean, not much. Um, Two kind of topics. I'm sure you two might have some say in this. It's Aaron might. I don't know. (laughs) Rude. You didn't beforehand. Uh, So we'll start um, in the order they will happen. Uh, The All-Star game. That is in Toronto in February. Um, this the All Star Draft is returning after. Ooh, God, I don't know, ten-ish years maybe, close to ten years. Um, but the weird part is there's no last pick. Uh, I didn't know this. I think Aaron was telling me this is that the last four players that are remaining in the draft are just going to be randomly assigned so that it's even and no one gets Oh, and they don't have so to This is where I actually car. have an opinion about this because, <laughs> like, so you no bring car. back this all-star draft that everyone really wants and then you just ruin what made it the most fun. Yeah. Like, we um, all want to wait and see who comes last. We all want to see someone like Ovechkin trying to go last again. Like, that's why people enjoyed it. And now we're like, oh, but we can't make somebody embarrassed. Like, you can't be the last all-star picked. Like, really i don't know so i'm excited for the draft but now i'm kind of annoyed so i don't really know how i feel about this anymore because yeah and it's in toronto so i'm gonna be just annoyed i think the whole time (laughs) (laughs) beaver is gonna be there a lot oh god that's the other thing too is they have like the celebrity coaches or whatever so we'll see what that means sometimes the nhl level of celebrity is someone that you don't really know but there's a lot of like random famous people that watch hockey so i don't know justin bieber might be there we'll see beebs yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> cool. that was it bennington he was gonna have a shoot oh. against i have oh, wow. that, but oh they should God. do that the bieber bennington For... shootout match they have to well, Bennington might make it, actually, because St. Louis isn't, you know, if you had to pick one, it's probably Bennington. <laughs> mm, That's yeah. an interesting point. Mm. See, I I missed Aaron's point on the... How would you feel, Kyle, about seeing a Bieber versus Bennington shootout at the All-Star game? I would love that. I would love a celebrity yeah. shootout. We were just talking about how they're adding celebrity coaches back in and... Because that's the only way to make, like, as much as Zegris putting on a blindfold and doing that spin and goal, like, I'm just not entertained by that. But I'd be entertained if Justin Bieber was to score on <laughs> on Bennington or if, who's another, like, Someone like just Michael Scott skate. out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He can play. 
He can play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, put. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put some, put some celebrities out there. They're way more entertaining than NHL players going in on a break. Or, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like in a game, it's one thing, but when nobody's chasing you down, it just doesn't get the blood flowing. You know. What else did I miss? Sorry, my my computer completely died. Uh, were you here when we were talking about the uh, the draft format and how there's no last place anymore? Um, something about four players just getting shoved to teams. Yeah, so when they get down to the last four players, instead of continuing a draft, they'll just get randomly assigned to a team so that nobody is the last person picked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair reaction. Like gym class all over again when they right. were like, okay, stop picking. <laughs> you go here, you go here, you go, you go here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, moving on to the next draft, um, the last draft that will have all the teams and their kind of members attending, um, and that will be in Vegas at the. I don't know if it's just called the Sphere, or Las so. Vegas Sphere. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. The emoji. Um, <laughs> so that is the last place that, before it is decentralized, just like the NFL and NBA. Um, it's been a controversial topic. This was like two weeks ago. Mm. We're a bit late, <laughs> obviously. But <laughs> why is that? Uh, <laughs> why, yeah. Why is that? <laughs> Blame hey, me. taking the blame for this. Blame one. me, yeah. Um, I don't know. I always thought it was cool seeing all the teams and their kind of, you know, GMs and everything at the draft. And I, not that I followed the NBA or NFL, but I always thought it was kind of just boring having the commissioner announce every single pick. So I don't know if you guys have any much of an opinion on that. I. I'm so torn that I actually couldn't care less, which is weird. <laughs> you know what? Like, like I love the idea of like, oh, the oh the draft is in your town. Let's get tickets and go. But then I tried to do that, and they were all sold out. So I didn't even get to go to the draft. So the it doesn't matter one. to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter to me because even if it's somewhere, like, yeah. And then, like, imagine trying to like coordinate all your family and friends to like get hotels and stuff like imagine if you could just like have like a, a barbecue at at your at your parents place and have all of your friends and family there and not a limited amount of people and get to like celebrate the day how you want to celebrate it like yeah i thought the players were still going to be in person is that wrong i thought it was just uh, the team and the management i'm sure the players are still yeah Oh, interesting. Okay, it's just the, I just just I just assumed yeah. the players would be at home and and just do it off of Zoom. Or yeah. Whatever. So how exactly will it work? Uh, You're asking. Us like, uh, watch yeah. the NFL NBA draft, and that's how it works. I I don't I don't want to. Okay. Can you just explain I, to I, me? Um. Well, okay. I just said I don't watch it either. <laughs> I think it's kind of like all the like all the players are still in like the same stadium like they are now, but it's literally just I think the commissioner and they take photos 
together with the player. Like that's the team it. probably like phones in their yeah. pick or whatever, and then the commissioner will announce it, so, and the player still comes up. I hate like, that. I don't want to listen to Gary Batman. So it's going to be long. a lot of Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my well, maybe, goodness. Maybe it's not Batman. Maybe they find like a fun host or something. I don't know. I, I think that, that would actually be kind of cool if they were to get like get someone who just cannot pronounce any name correctly. <laughs> Yeah, get 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 that guy off a of key and peel that pronounce oh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to see. I kinda like having the teams there. You can see them like answering yeah. stuff, interviewing things. Um I think teams should still send representatives that can go teams have their own rep uh, um representatives announce the picks. I don't know. Maybe they, I feel like they're just oh, uh, whatever. I don't really care that much at the end of the day, but yeah, it is kind of cool. It, it's kind of cool to see them like, I guess. But then you have to. They all come up, all like ten of the the oh, suit and ties, and they're yeah. like, "We want to congratulate uh, this team on winning the cup, and we want to thank our hosts for having us at the venue." Yeah, and I'm, then. And it's like everyone and their neighbor is up there. Like it's like twenty people yeah. to make a pick. Like, yeah. like have have your head scout in the GM and the owner if he feels like it, and that's it. Yeah, I I find drafts like insufferable insufferable to watch. Like I maybe watch the five. You know, walking back and forth, it takes so long in between picks. It's like, just give me, just let me look on it an hour later. That's that's fair. I do love it. the first round. I'm a big draft guy, like watching it. But I think that yeah. But I, how I have it in my head is not how it's gonna turn out. Like in my head, it's like all the players are at home. They're over Zoom. Um, no. Yeah. No, this is I, not I the know. COVID draft. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that though. Like, like I don't get what I, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense to me to be like, hey, like come here still. Um, but you're not going to interact with, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so indifferent. I don't know. I'm still talking. <laughs> the last, the last fun I had watching a draft was when Shane Wright dropped. A... Mm. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. I guess all the drama is usually in the first five picks. Yeah. After maybe, that, yeah like... maybe 10. And then it just is whoever the team likes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that was pretty much it for the general news. Um, a lot of it was actually just within the teams, obviously. Um, I think we've already gone over an hour. Shocking. <laughs> uh, so I think we'll do some trivia, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well our fans loved the buffalo captain trivia that we did last time um but i hope they loved it because i got basically the exact same thing <laughs> it isn't um, too bad it's happening again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you can just stick to the end if you did enjoy that um, last time we were trying to quiz Corey on on buffalo captains but he he tur turns out he did research so, I guess I should ask you before, Corey, have you ever researched the Minnesota Wild Captains? Ooh, that's a tough... Uh, I, I have not one. specifically researched it, funny enough. Okay, good, good, awesome. That's perfect. Um, because in their 23-year history, they've had 23 captains. Whoa, what? Um, 
mostly because they did a lot of captain sharing, just like Buffalo oh. did. It was more intense. Um, Fun. Yeah, so 23 captains. The year that they had the most captains was, I think, their first year. They had five captains their first year, four oh captains God. their second year, three captains their third year. And again, these players are, are, are repeating because there was people who had who were captain like multiple years um when was their first year at 99 uh 2000 2001 uh okay wow. yeah Tough. so oh they had five captains in their third year as well okay so Corey, basically i'm just wanting to see how many minnesota wild captains you can name um if you get 10 i would be impressed because there's a lot of people that i do not recognize on here okay well we'll start we'll start uh reverse chronologically okay so i'll start currently jared spurgeon yep prior to that uh <laughs> i don't think it was anyone until miku koivu yeah miku koivu is the last one he was captain from halfway through the 2008-2009 season until he left the team in 2019-2020. Yeah, long time. Um, okay, so prior to Miku Koivu, would have... Jeez, like, it's going to be tough. Um, I might just throw some names out. I yeah. probably won't be in the right order, but if they're there, let me know. Yeah. Uh, Brian Rolston. Brian Rolston was the captain, yeah, for a couple different parts of seasons. Uh, Wes Waltz. Wes Waltz was definitely a captain. Uh, I honestly don't think Gabrick... Well, maybe Gabrick was for like a month or a couple Gabrick months. Gabrick was for 25 games in the 2007-2008 season. <laughs> 25 games, great. Wow. <laughs> um, Pavel Dimitra? Pavel Dimitra was captain for... Not very long. I think he had the same kind of stint as Gabrick. Oh, same season. He was 33 games. So were these uh, games in a row or was it rotating? That's a great question, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a month by month basis or no? We, yeah, we, don't, um, we, we don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, this might Minnesota Wild players tough especially that oh man you know if you guys have any guesses feel free max and aaron yeah um, no i'm done i'm out no, thank you i would have had two. Oh my gosh maybe three well if it, it was if it was quavu three in that time definitely was not preezy or uh, sutter nope yeah they couldn't have been. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of no names on this list. <laughs> Pierre Pierre Marc Bouchard. Pierre Marc Bouchard was not a captain. Uh, I God. I love Pierre Marc Bouchard though. <laughs> um, Mark Schwinnard. No, just kidding. Uh, that's a joke because that guy was good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Mark Schwinnard, he played like one year for the Canucks. Um, what position was he? Center, I think. Oh. Yeah, here, I'll link you. Um, 
cool. I can give you a hint on one of them. Sure. He was on the Canucks when they lost in the finals. Really? Yeah. Defenseman. I think he was on that team. He was on the Canucks when they lost in the finals. <laughs> you better be Defense. right. Defenseman. Hold on. Uh. Yeah, yeah, he was. What? What year did they... Oh, Willie Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He was not on that team. Oh, he wasn't? Did he no. get tripped out the year before? Uh, I think so. To LA? Oh, I interesting. Think. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much. I still got you, though. Still got you. Um... Man, I... One guy's a head coach in the NHL right now. Um, he was interim head coach last year. Um, but he got a head coaching gig in the Central Division this year. Central? Is it Chicago's coach? No. Um... Is it? No, he was interim last year. He was interim last year after uh, their head coach resigned. Arizona? Oh, their head coach resigned. Oh, I think. <laughs> I think Winnipeg? I no. Who? Who? Who is it? Is it? I'm just only saying it off of the whole coaching details. Andrew Burnett. Yes. Andrew Burnett, right? Mm. Who is he coaching? He's coaching Nashville. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't. I didn't know that. And he came in to replace, um, what was it, Quinville in Florida? Yeah. No? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was assistant coach, and then Quinville was. Uh... Oh, now he's head coach of Nashville. I didn't know. Yeah. Right, Andrew oh. Burnett. Oh. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Another hint. This guy, I, I think I did a trivia over this guy before. He was on the 2000 NHL 2001 cover, NHL 2000 cover. Um, Joe for, Corvo. I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> um, he was drafted by the Nordiques. He played for San Jose for a long time. Oh, Owen Nolan. Yeah. I yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Didn't know he played for Minnesota. Um, I'm probably topping out here. You could give me a hint if there's a few other yeah, big names. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get Nick Schultz. I don't think anybody's going to get Nick Schultz. No. Um, Mark Parrish. Okay. No, I wouldn't have got him. Keith Carney. Keith Carney. No, I wouldn't have not have got him. Um, this player... Uh... Oh, I don't actually know how to describe this guy. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back to that. Alex Henry, never heard of that guy. No, don't know. Brad, Brad Bombardier. Uh, great heard, name. Heard the name. <laughs> Brad Brown. Uh, okay, now you're just like AI generating <laughs> these names. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. 
uh, Richard Park. Oh, Richard Park, former Canuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's one of the only um, South Korean-born NHL players. He's from Seoul. Was he born in South Korea? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think this next guy is a former Canuck as well. He, he was kind of a journeyman, defenseman, big bruiser. Oh, no. No Canucks. Never mind. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe uh, Sean O'Donnell. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, like, classic, like, two th- 90s, 2000s expansion team that was just bad for their first five years, and all their players were just veteran castaways. Yeah. Yeah. And then you might recognize this name. I don't know how to describe him. Uh, Philip Kuba. Oh, I'm Kuba. I get confused because there's also a guy named there's Kubina. Yeah. yeah. Some Pavel Kubina. So yeah, I knew that was going to be challenging, but I wanted to stump you a little bit, Corey. So yeah, no. That's, thanks. That's tough. Yeah, certainly those old. Those because those expansion captains. Mm. Yeah, those older names are tough. Yeah, Especially I do remember basically. Brian Rolston quite a bit though. He had a he had a cannon for a slap shot. Yeah, he he yeah he could rip it. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the shootouts were introduced post lockout, and <laughs> he just went up and just ripped one <laughs> in the shootouts. <laughs> yeah, he had pretty good efficiency with it too. Yeah, yeah. Efficient slap shot. Cool. Cool. What team will we do next? So I know not to research them. (laughs) Oh, I have no idea. Maybe maybe Tampa Bay. Oh, I got a good one, but I'm going to save it to ask you guys. (laughs) Oh, God. You have a good... A good what? Trivia? A good... Uh, trivial questionnaire, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Well, you bring that to the next episode. I will be ready. I'll see you in the new year. No. <laughs> so negative. <laughs> it is unfortunately very, very busy in December, so you might be you might be right, but let's hope not. We'll try to be back sooner. Sweet. All right, I'm gonna wrap us up here then. Another good episode, even though it has been a long time, but nice to get back and talk about the many, many things we've missed. So we'll hopefully be back sooner rather than later. Um, If we're not back before Christmas, happy holidays, everybody. But hope to see you before then. All right. (laughs)